it's Joelle and Sean, co-founders of Desair, and you're listening to Insights with Experts, our podcast where we interview different experts across a breadth of various industries, with years of experience under their belts, and we try to explore their perspective on their industry, and learn a little more about their journey, so that hopefully you too can cast a new light on your own journey. everyone and welcome to another episode of Insights with Experts. Joining us here today, we are very, very lucky to have Mrs. Priya Krishnan, the CEO and founder of Clay, India's largest childcare brand. Mrs. Krishnan, it's absolutely wonderful to have you here today. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. Thanks for having me on the platform. Of course. So, to start off with, the question that I wanted to ask you first is what actually made you want to start this whole firm? I mean, was there something along your journey that, you know, really made, made you want to actually start this whole brand? Or was this something that you always actually had in mind from the start? Um, no, so I, I had a corporate career till 10 years ago. Uh, you know, I had, uh, I did an engineering degree and I did my first MBA and then went into consulting and then into uh, technology and my last role before I started up play I was based out of the UK managing the European operations for what used to be um, emphasis and it got acquired by HP um, Hewlett Packard um, and you know the I think the journey was really that in my 20s um, I didn't really know what I wanted to do uh, in my as I turned 30 I realized I was really good at what I did um, and I wanted to have kids at that point in time uh, and you know being a mom was equally important to working for me because um, I just felt it, it didn't have to be either or uh, and you know, I had access to good quality childcare while I was going through that journey. And I saw a lot of people in my teens quitting because they didn't have access to good care in India. Um, so I moved back and just decided that, you know, this combined both a passion and a mission. My passion was to enable women to remain in the workforce should they choose to. I think it's a choice, but, you know, it shouldn't be for a lack of an option that they drop out. Um, and my mission was really how do we um, do this right by young children so that they eventually grow up, uh, you know, having that same sort of care as a family could provide. So, um, you know, it just felt like the right mix of things to do. And we upped and left and I started up play as a result of that. So, so from the moment that you founded Clay to you know this very moment that you are here, in that entire journey, what would you say were some of the most significant challenges that you faced? And how do you think that maybe new and upcoming entrepreneurs can actually try to mitigate these challenges which you faced? Yeah, so um, that's a really interesting question. So one, um, you know, one challenge that remains constant is entrepreneurship is a incredibly lonely journey right so you are accountable for a team you're responsible for them you're in, you're accountable to customers uh, you're 
you have to ensure payroll happens you know the finances in the company are okay and you don't necessarily have an ecosystem that one can go to because it's really busy and you're constantly you know straddling between what is the strategy and direction for the company and in the early days to what is the operations and how do you set up processes hire the right set of people so um you know one if i would i would do a, a set of entrepreneurial journeys after this but one lesson i would take away is how do you surround yourself with people uh, who have the ability to support you through that whether that's at home uh, or a set of friends or a set of fellow entrepreneurs just having the ability to let off steam is really critical um second thing is you know in in terms of through through that journey um the one big lesson has been the fact that you will have a change in the in the sorts of people you will hire as you go along so the first set of people you would have as part of your team are people who completely bought into the mission uh, and the vision of the company but the product is still not there so you know it's high energy folks who are engaged with you trying to make sure that that insurgent outlook is met from a market standpoint but then slowly as you're growing you do need people and the term i would use is horses for courses uh who are these people so you know if in our business uh finding the right locations is really critical so how do you make sure that you find the best real estate person for that how you know making sure that these centers are filled out is really critical so how do you find the best marketing team for that ensuring that companies are participating in uh, in providing subsidies for the service and making it affordable is really critical so how do you find the business development team for that so your your second round of people that you're hiring becomes people who are specialists uh, but then as you go through that journey the you start becoming siloed and everyone's looking at their uh, respective areas uh, in that sense right so then you go through third wave it says how do we bring this back uh, and you know uh, make sure that we're all singing from the same hymn sheet um, and then there might be a fourth and a fifth and a sixth uh, evolution of this which could be around saying initially we had all these functions centralized how do you look to decentralize them how do you make you know give more power to the regions uh, because at the end of the day the people in the region are facing off with the customers uh it's the same process as saying once you decentralize you will not have standard uh experience so you will your next journey would be what parts do you uh bring back in to standardize the journey and then leave uh, you know control in the regions so i think that that evolution and sort of mentally uh making up uh you know at least in your own head the fact that this is going to be a changing set of people and direction uh, and that you have to be mindful of that as you're growing is uh, is the second lesson and the third one would be you know um the fact is as a entrepreneur the difference between scale and growth uh, is something that you need to constantly think about um and when you're thinking about scale uh, you're you're seeing what is the multiplier effect and growth is really saying with the same set of resources what could i get to um and when do you get money 
uh, into the organization who are these partners you know whether it's private equity vc and um, are they aligned to the same set of goals and objectives um, and most people will talk about you know pe's and vc's selecting entrepreneurs i think it's a two way it's almost i would even say it's it's an equal marriage to you know the one i have with sanjay because you are vetted to these people and your plan and your uh, for me clay is my third baby so in a sense you know making sure that that's the right set of partners you're able to see through the vision is really critical so i'll stop there i'm happy to answer you know or eva- delve on any of these points uh, later in the conversation shall sure and i think this actually leads in very nicely onto our next question now that we've already established the fact that it's it, it is very important to find people that you can really work well with now seeing this importance what are some of the characteristics and qualities that you actually look for in people you know when maybe when you hire them maybe when you meet with them for the first time um so you know it's 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 been uh it it's been the way i've hired through my career um, and you know as part of that as part of clay i think that's just gotten sharpened uh, so when we look at least i as an individual look at someone who has to be part of my team i think attitude is probably the first and the most important uh, attribute that i would look for you know is the person positively predisposed are they restless how are they thinking about their own growth uh is uh, an understanding you know, where that person fits in the scheme of things is really critical uh their ability to learn so you know what has been their journey what what have they been exposed to um have they lived in the same city through their lives and uh, have they you know hung out with the same set of friends uh that defines a type of person versus someone who's you know well traveled uh has had many experiences and so there are you know there are roles for both sets of people the third would be the skills and i'm saying it is the third for me if uh, if the person has the right attitude and has the ability to learn you know skills can be built over time and just given the speed at which uh skills are evolving these days um you know i would continue to rank it lower than the first two um the fourth would be what is the work ethic so um how you know how have they functioned in their previous roles through their school through college so i you know as part of an interviewing process i'd spend a lot of time on where they've grown up what those experiences have been um and i think the fifth one is personal discipline um because i genuinely believe that a person who's able to balance you know health which is a big part of um how all of us need to operate today not just in the covid context but given how much work takes up um a part of our lives and you know i have this notion of work life integration there's no work life balance so how much of work do you take into your life and how much of life do you take into work and how do you bring a balance between those so personal discipline for me is a big part of you know how i would evaluate a candidate um so if we have a good mix um and then you know there is chemistry there's alignment on vision uh there is a general sense of yes you know it would be great to work with this person because like i said you take so much of your work into life and life into work it's really important that from a um from 
this has to be a person whom you you feel uh, would be not just a colleague but someone you would respect uh, and learn from um for my own second line one of the biggest hiring principles i've had is i would you know the final sort of uh, uh point on this one would be i would it should be a person who has a skill set that's complementary to mine um and someone you know i would very easily work for myself so respect for me is probably one of the biggest tenets in any relationship and so you know if that's one of your hiring criteria to say would i be willing to work for this person and uh and if the answer to that is yes then you know that would be one of the biggest tick marks uh, as part of the hiring process and what i find really really interesting is that you know a lot of the skills and characteristics that you spoke about i mean these correlate with these new emerging themes that are being taught in schools such as soft skills uh, eq and so on and i think that's really good because now we're starting to see a shift away from rote learning in in educational systems into what's now actually you know these useful jobs that we're going to need in the future so in terms of the next question that we would like to ask you so when you were growing up was there a specific person that you looked up to i mean did you have a specific role model uh, that made you act the way you currently act now and do you think that it's important that the youth should have these role models that they actually look up to um i think there's a you know yes everyone should have a role model and i don't think it needs to be one person <laughs> it can be a range of people uh, and you can choose to both emulate and aspire to uh, characteristics of those people right so um one of you know as a mom my role model is my mother uh, you know the ambition she had for us and how she uh, you know from a values standpoint how she brought us up uh, is a big influencing factor and it's part of the reason you know i wanted to get into early childhood because so much of this is formative um, and the notion of saying how do we help parents think through these things it is not just education right uh, i think where uh, a parent contributes is uh, in the true values of a child you know how do you look at the rest of society you know how it's one thing to say be honest but how are you demonstrating it uh, what is integrity how do you think about change all of that is something and parenting is a very lonely journey like entrepreneurship you don't get a handbook right i'm sure your parents will agree with this so you know what what is it that you as a parent need to do and so my mom's one of my biggest role models she's from how i would parent uh, i think she's the gold standard uh, and that you know she she'd probably be the number one in terms of uh, who i would look for and then there've been other uh, women like you know indra nui who's broken the glass ceiling uh, you know stayed true through the course of work life integration and really made a big difference uh, you know in what was a um, what was both an industry which was fairly male dominated um uh, and also didn't have you know both a female and a, a woman of color uh, as a leader is something that's incredibly inspirational and how do you break those notions how do you break those stereotypes is something that i started thinking about fairly young and saying you know is it terrible uh, to have ambition and 
you know, does it have to be a trade-off between having a home and having a, uh, you know, a, a ambitious career? Um, and then, you know, from, from a design standpoint or thinking about uh, user experiences, uh, everyone will talk about uh, people like Apple, but, you know, for me, like Amazon's a great example of predicting needs of customers before they felt it. Right? So if you think of clay, uh, it is the most basic need in, in mankind. It is care for young children. Were they, has it you know, occurred with or without us? It has. You know, there were grandparents who looked after children. Uh, people have hired nannies. There's house help. There's extended family. But then when you're creating a product, how do you make sure it stands out in that mix uh, and is clearly positioning itself against the substitutes? You know, there you have to think about uh, people who've created specific categories and grown those categories and been proactive and insurgent about thinking about customers' needs before they've thought of it themselves. So, like I said, I think, you know, having different role models uh, and being very specific about what about them you want to emulate and learn from is a great way to, you know, inspire yourself. By the same measure, you would have a set of qualities that somebody else might eventually emulate. Wow. So, um, Miss Krishnan, the last question that we have for you is, if you had, if you could give the youth one piece of advice, what would that one piece of advice actually be? It would be trust in yourselves, you know, and uh, your instincts. I see so much need for external validation um, that, it, you know, as a parent, but also as someone who's... Uh, who's been around for a little while, the need for external validation uh, is is something I would you know, ask youth to dampen down on. The fact that you've written an article, put out a video, did a meme, uh, don't sit there and say how many people liked it, what were the comments, uh, how are people reacting. This need for uh, external pandering and validation has to dampen down. I think trust your instincts and believe in yourself is probably uh, the one piece of advice I'd leave with with, uh, with the youth of today and tomorrow. Miss Krishnan, thank you so much for this interview. I absolutely love what's happening at Clay. I love what it stands for. And I think that people are going to learn a lot from this interview. Thank you once again, fam, for having me on the, on the interview. Really appreciate uh, this. And I of hope course. people find it beneficial. Take care. Of course. Everyone, this has been another episode of Insights with Experts. Thank you so much for viewing. And please let us know the experts that you would like to hear from next and some of the questions that you may have. Thanks for listening in. This podcast has been brought to you by Desera, a platform designed to bridge the gap between the youth and professional. You can read more about us at desera.org. And you can also check out the section titled Insights with Experts, where you can submit your questions that you might have for future experts and industries that you would like to learn more about. And you can also refer in any experts that you might know yourself.